Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on, man? No, man, how you doing? Well, you know, just waiting for the bus. Hey, is that, is that who I think it is down there? Hey, it is. <laughs> you know who that is? Looks like Justin Harvey. Oh, yeah! It's time for the Justin Justin Harvey Show! and gentlemen, Justin Harvey here of the Justin Harvey Show. I know it's been a long time since I've done a broadcast for you guys, but I've been sick, so if I cough or whatever, I do apologize. Still getting over a cold. Um, tonight's topic is going to be about one of my favorite topics in the world, and that is technology. And uh, i got to tell you, I've been watching a series on YouTube for a very long time called The Apple Bites, and I never thought I'd say these words, but uh, tonight my special guest is one other, Brian Cole from The Apple Bites. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Justin. Thanks so much for having me, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I'll tell you what. I feel like it's Christmas today, Brian, because <laughs> I, never thought, I never thought I'd get to speak to you, so... No, man. I mean, you, you've spoken to a lot of uh, people that are prestigious guests, so, you know, I'm honored to be on the show and, you know, just, just happy to have um, some fun and talk to you today. Oh, it, it's going to be a blast. So let's let's just have some fun today, you know, some relaxed fun. So it, this is, like, totally awesome. So um, so, so to begin with, um, where are you officially from and how did you get started with the Apple Bar? Yeah, so I'm based in the Bay Area, California. That's where I was born and raised. So I've always been a, a Northern California kid growing up. Uh, I grew up in Cupertino, which happens to be the city where Apple uh, has their headquarters and where they started um, from the ground up. Homestead High School, the high school that Steve Jobs went to, was just like 10 minutes away from my uh, house where I grew up um, as a kid. So I've always loved and been around technology. My parents were both teachers. So they were in tech, technology, and back then, I mean, we're talking about the when I was a young kid and my parents were teachers. We're talking about the late '80s, early '90s. Apple had a lot of influence in education, and so mm-hmm. our computer at home was an Apple computer. And I think that that's really how I kind of first was exposed and fell in love with technology. Uh, you know, playing on like a Macintosh 2SD and things like that. Um, but really, to get to the point where we are now with the Apple Byte, which is our podcast that talks about, you know, all the latest news and the good and bad things with Apple. But we also have some fun with some corny skits and we'll do music videos when a new product comes out and we'll call Apple out on their, you know, their BS when they sometimes try and, you know, try and pull, in, pull in over people's eyes. Uh, 
So I went to school for broadcast journalism, and uh-huh. uh, I studied that, but the broadcast journalism TV world never really – I couldn't – I literally couldn't get a job as a news reporter in an entry-level station. And so uh-huh. the Internet was starting to come up as a viable option, and I just said, hey, if there's a place to do what I do and love – and love it, I'm going to find it. And so uh, I found out who the VP of CNET was. I sent them my work, told them I could be something they don't have. Took a, They liked what they saw, but it took them about a year and a half to hire me. And then uh, there I was at CNET and uh, created the Apple Byte is really one of the, my first shows, but really the signature show that really speaks to me and, you know, people that love the brand or dislike the brand. Yeah. I, I've been watching your show for a, a couple of years, and, and i got to say that I – I really enjoy your shows, and, and you know, I'm, I'm subscribed to a lot of Apple shows, but some of them, some of the Apple shows, to me, they kind of annoy me because they're, like, so old, but yours is quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I guess that's one of the goals, right, to inform and entertain and not bore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are, you, what are you most excited about with Apple coming up? What are you most excited about besides, I know that you're, Really psyched about the new Apple Watch. Besides that, what are you most well, excited about? There's a, I mean, there's things that I'm disappointed about with Apple, but things that I'm excited about. Uh, you know, to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Apple Watch, and people at first that were like the loyal Apple, what we call the fanboys, were, mm-hmm. were upset that I didn't like it, but I just didn't think it was that great of a product, and Apple was advertising it as like, you know, this life-changing thing, and it just wasn't. And so... They recently updated the operating system. Um, I have, obviously, the beta or early access to it, and it should be coming out uh, sometime in this September or at least towards the end of that month. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited about it because the new operating system completely changes how the watch interacts, and it's just a lot better. It makes sense. It gets rid of a lot of this, the stuff that I just didn't care about with the first watch. And to me, it really feels like a whole new product because of how they've redesign the operating system. So I'm excited about, I'm honestly excited about the new Apple Watch. I'm actually wearing mine now every day just because I really like what they did with that. Um, people that watch my show know, although it is a niche product and it will not be the most popular on everyone's list, I travel mm-hmm. a lot all the time. I read a lot of comics. I watch a lot of movies and TV shows while I'm on the go. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the iPad Pro just as a media consumption device. Not necessarily as a, it doesn't replace a computer for me at all, but uh, those are probably my two, obviously everyone that is in the Apple world tends to use an iPhone, but those are probably the two products that I'm the most excited about just because with the new iPhone coming out, the whether it's called the iPhone 7 or if they're going to call it the iPhone 6SE, we'll find out, but there's just not much excitement around that product from what we know, and uh, so it's it's actually really that's probably the most disappointing thing of what might be happening in the iPhone space for me. Yeah, and and I I gotta say with their new operating system, I can't wait for it to come out because I'm excited to see what they've done with the accessibility features because it's been a yeah. while since they've updated those. So yeah, I mean they will they will be doing a few extra things to that. I think that I I do though, you know, like you said, you're curious to see what they do and how they improve that. I think Apple, at least from an accessibility point, has done very well uh, based on, you know, people that I've talked to that need those options, but I I still think they can do better. But out of all the tech companies, um, they're probably one of the best ones when it comes to accessibility, but there are are so many different needs and ways that people can use their phones differently that 
it can be difficult, but I, I think that obviously they can get better, but mm-hmm. I think they do a pretty good job as, as of now as well. Yeah, now, um, what do you think of the Apple TV? I always wanted to get your thoughts on that. What do you think of the Apple TV? You know, I think the Apple TV is a solid product. If you're a fan of Apple who is in the ecosystem and buys all your movies and TV shows on it, I think the updated one is a nice upgrade. But I think most people still are fine with the previous generation Apple TVs. In addition to that, I think the biggest letdown is from all reports, we were always hoping that Apple would come up with their own TV streaming service. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that are trying to cut the cable and, uh, there's companies like Sling TV and PlayStation View that have their own dedicated TV streaming service, which would let you really honestly replace your cable. Um, even if you like sports, uh, you, you could get those packages. And everyone was hoping Apple would do something like that. They've been working on trying to come up with a solution since 2009. But Apple's kind of, I guess you could call it hubris or cockiness, and their inability yeah. to cut a deal with the content providers, the TV networks, has prevented them from doing that. Uh, And to me, the Apple TV would have been a great gateway to be able to promote a product like that, give them a new revenue stream, bring back some excitement, but they just haven't done that. And it looks, all reports say they aren't doing that. And I think that's that's a big miss. So if you're okay with just watching TV shows and um, movies that you purchase and you like the interface, I think it's cool, but a a lot of other solutions out there that quite honestly, do that and more. Yeah, because I've actually been, you know, I've been a fan of Apple for many years, but I'm actually researching right now the Roku 4 because it looks interesting. Yep, the Roku 4 is awesome, and there's, honestly, it supports so many different content channels and ways to stream content on it. Uh, outside of the Apple ecosystem, the Roku product is the best streaming product on the market. So if you're not an Apple person, there, it's pretty much to me a no-brainer just get a Roku. Wow. That, that's, that's amazing. That is, that is truly amazing. So um, what's your say, what, what has been your favorite operating system of Apple so far? I mean, you can go back as far as Tiger or Leopard or Snow Leopard. What's been your favorite so far? I don't know about you, Justin. I miss the fact that I can't do any cat skits and make fun of different felines because they decided to change it to, you know, these these, uh, landmarks slash California destinations, Yosemite and El Capitan and now uh, Mac OS Sierra, although we do make fun of Mac OS Sierra in our show. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't, it's hard for me to say I think that, I think Mac OS 10, or sorry, the desktop operating system has always actually been really good and really solid. I'm actually really hoping that in some way, shape, or form, if they want to get ahead of this and they aren't, they make some sort of a hybrid operating system that is a mix of Mac OS 10 and, or sorry, OS 10 and mm-hmm. the iOS 10 because we see what the Surface Pro tablet has and they're on a hybrid OS and that really gives that device everything that you could, that you need to use it as a tablet or a desktop computer. The iPad Pro doesn't, and that's what's limiting it the most. And it has more than enough power to support it. So I really hope that's something they do. I mean, you know, I know you're asking me a lot of questions, but is there a thing that you wish for yourself? I know you talked about accessibility as well. But is there a thing that you wish 
that they did that they haven't done yet? Well, I honestly, I have to use speech recognition, and I want that mm-hmm. to be improved. Like, mm-hmm. you know, within the Mac itself, to be able to have, like, uh, custom vocabulary and commands, they've not mm-hmm. really done that yet. So, and I'm actually excited about Siri actually coming to the desktop, because that's what I mostly want to play with. That's good. And it's going to be, you know, Siri, although it's not as good as Google's voice recognition, it's mm-hmm. become a lot better. I mean, I know for a fact, just from personal use, it's improved significantly with its accuracy and ability to um, understand you uh, So and its speed as well. So, you know, for Apple users, that, that can only be a good thing. Yeah, and I don't know if you knew this, Brian, or not, but uh, years ago, this actually leaked out. See, I use a... I use a program called Dragon Dictate, which is developed by Nuance, mm-hmm. a very good company. They've been very good to me over the years. Well, they actually, they won't publicly say this, but they actually worked with Apple on developing Siri. Yeah, I, I believe, is Nuance also the same company that is doing uh, that new kind of voice recognition of Viv? Is that correct? Uh, that? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think it's so. um, some of the creators that helped with um, at least Nuance's technology is is built into this new uh, speech recognition platform that is from the creators and you know that that it's called Viv and it's you know right now when we talk to our phones we can kind of only ask it one thing but Viv and people should look it up online um, if they haven't it, there's some really amazing demo videos of how you could ask what we call like a multi-query question so it'd be like. Mm-hmm order me a pizza from here with uh, peppers and pineapples and a large root beer and be able to handle that accurately and respond and place orders like that. So I think that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I wanted to ask you since I have you here on my show. So um, I actually, I believe I called into your show and asked this, but I'm going to ask this anyway. So two first one phone here. Um, yes. You know that the, Amazon has the Echo, and you know that Google has the Google Home that's coming out. Do you think Apple will come out with uh, a virtual assistant that's going to be like a speaker that has Siri to compete with these guys? Yeah, you know, um, they have, all reports indicate that Apple's working on some sort of AI product for the Home, which is like the Echo and which is like the Google Home product. That still hasn't come out yet. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Echo. I, I say it all the time. It's the, the, the newest piece of technology that has literally um, changed how I do things. I think that, at least for me, whenever we come across a product that is so great that you start changing some of your behavior because the product is that much of a benefit, that's when you yeah. know that a piece of technology is, is impactful. Um, Apple should be working on something like that, but I think their big, honestly, I think their biggest disadvantage is that we know Google's voice recognition is really amazing. So they're going to be Google's voice recognition that is going to be incorporated in their product will be um, most likely smarter than Amazon's echo. But the advantage that Amazon has is that they are partnered up with so many third party companies. Uh, They like to call them skills where, you know, they work with your Nest thermostat. They work with Phillips light bulbs. They work with Domino's pizza. They work with Uber and we'll see those, with a Google product and potentially a future Apple product, but Amazon has those relationships and it works very well. So 
Um, it'll just be interesting to see if Google, who is coming two years later than them, uh, can get those partners that work with all these devices. And if so, then you could say Google might have an edge, but we don't know that. I think Apple's biggest obstacle is becoming that third player in the market. And in mm-hmm. the past, Apple's always been typically number one or two, but they've never really been number three. And we've just seen in the past that the number three player typically sticks around for a while and then gets ignored and no one really uses them. But the big advantage Apple has is they have such a large customer base and people that use the ecosystem that you know a large amount of people will at least try their product. I don't know if it will be as good as the Google Home or the currently existing Amazon Echo. I don't think their mm-hmm. technology is smarter than either of them, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Uh, one topic that I wanted to discuss with you um, to get your thoughts on is uh, I heard on your show that they're coming out with a piece of technology to, uh, to basically put in your phone and basically um, stop you from taking pictures at uh, concert and events. What's your thoughts on that? Because to me, if Apple does that, that's going to be a major drawback to Apple. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I think people... I think people will hate, will give them a legitimate reason to be like, are you crazy? Uh, for people that aren't familiar with this, this is a, a patent that was um, granted to Apple that would allow them to, let's per, let's say you and I are at a concert or at a sporting event and on stage or where the sporting event is happening, they could put these basically transmitters that would send a blocking signal um, to your phone. And every time you try to, take a picture or a video of the event, it would stop you from doing that. It would literally prevent you from being able to do that. So everyone that knows that pays for an event expects to take a picture of the event. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, at the same time, I don't like how people are always on their phones trying to document the whole concert when really to enjoy one, you have to at least just absorb it. Take a couple pictures early and then just move on. Um, yeah. Instead of holding up your phone the entire concert. But I, in my mind, Apple cannot do this. I, I think that it it sets a dangerous precedent for let's let's apply this to you know authorities or government. Um, let's say police officers having such an ability to prevent people from maybe they wear this transmitter on their body and they prevent people from taking videos or photos of something that's happening. Uh, you know that that we have seen in the past where citizens documenting some some tragedies and you know deaths of citizens and some are. You know, there's nothing justified about it, but we've seen these videos that have come out. And what if those videos could never happen because of something like that? That would be, that that would just be a horrible thing. So I can't imagine they apply this. I don't know where they would really find this applicable other than maybe, oh, you're at an Apple concert by an Apple artist that's on the Apple music label. But even at that, people would get really upset about it. (laughs) I mean, how do you feel about that? I I, I think it's an invasion of privacy because I think, I think if you pay the uh, price of admission for the concert, you should be able to take videos and, and photos. I mean, not of the whole thing, but to, to capture the experience. Like, like yep. you said, if we were at a concert together, we might want to take, you know, some cool selfies or whatever, or whatever, you know. I mean, to me, it's an invasion of privacy. Yeah, so. and we take really cool selfies for the record, okay? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> We're just we're just too cool, Brian. I mean, That's what you know, I'm about. I, I have a feeling one day when me and you do meet, the earth is yeah. just going to shake. 
It, it might. I think it's already shaking right now. I think yeah. it's already shaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm having a blast just talking tech with you. <laughs> like, seriously. So, no, this is great. So, but, um, you know, um, what do you what do you think of this r- ridiculous guy that, you know, saying that he claimed that he made the iPad first, and now he's suing Apple? That's just ridiculous. I laughed at that when you reported that. Yeah, I think that you have you have people like that all the time that drew something on a napkin and said it was my idea first. But I think whatever, no matter what, every everyone has an idea. It's just a matter of if you, unfortunately, if you have the resources to make that idea come to life. So if you talked about something to someone, then go make it, but don't say, oh, they stole my idea because I came up with this five years ago but never was able to do it. That's... That's an invalid argument to me. And so, you know, the guy can try, but good luck. Good luck, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like saying, that's like saying, I'm disabled and I'm going to sue because I don't have the right chair, you know, or, you know, I made this chair before you did. Exactly. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. So, um, I know that you go to some Comic Cons and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, honestly, I'm like, I'm a big comic collector. When I was a kid, growing up, kind of during that, I would say like the late 80s, 90s era when it was like um, Image Comics was coming out and there's a lot of great stuff from X-Men and comic books and Wolverine and Spider-Man. I think they were really kind of at their peak. Um, I've been a comic fan all my life, so I've collected them. I still collect them. I read them all the time, mostly digitally now. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm big. I'm big on that. So it's, you know, I think it's fun to see the excitement around the whole comic book genre around movies, but Mm -hmm. I always encourage people to, if they really care about this, instead of just being like, a trendy fan, just go read a few comics and learn about the history of these characters. It'll mean so much more, and it honestly makes it more exciting. Yeah, was you, was you a fan of the Ninja Turtles? Uh, am I a fan of the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I well, that was honestly one of my first um, graphic novels with from uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. It was all black and white. Um, you know, I, I just, it was such a you know, just a concept that I never, like, I just, it just blew me away. And the cartoons were really hot at that time too. And it was a lot more gritty than the cartoons. It was a gritty graphic novel. Um, you know, I'm a young kid. I was probably at that time at, I'm guessing 10 or 11 and I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, there's people dying and like getting cut up by uh, the shredder and stuff. But you know, it was funny how much cleaner and family friendly the cartoon was versus the comic book yeah. was, but they were both um, yeah. they're both pretty amazing. Well, I I've got a funny story for you. Um, I've actually I'm friends with Ernie Reyes Jr. and nice. I know you're familiar with Turtles, but anyway, he he had called me. Uh, it was like picture this it was like four o'clock in the morning my time, and mm-hmm. he calls my phone and I'm like, hello, hello, hello. And, no answer, and, you know, I'm all concerned, you know. And I phoned back, he said, you know, I said, Ernie, I said, are you okay? Is your dad okay? Is everything okay? And uh, he <laughs> said, is this, is this Justin? I said, yeah. And uh, he says, oh, man, I doubt you. I'm sorry. 
And he said, you know, no big deal. Want to check on you. And then uh, we didn't talk for a few minutes. And then the next morning, I told my mother, I said, this is what happened. And without skipping a beat, she said, you're the first person I know that's been butt dialed by Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's true. That is so true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, I, I get these, you know, these funny moments. That's why I love doing this podcast. You know, I, No, that's awesome, man. And, and and like you, I come from a background, except I wanted to do like um, like local radio that they told mm-hmm, me because mm-hmm. of my disability, I wouldn't be able to do it. So mm-hmm. I started my own podcast, and here I am today. So I think I think that everyone, honestly, is the great lesson is that literally, no matter where who you are, you know, you, you put your mind to it, and you make something happen. And you know, for me being involved in media and stuff. It was never, honestly, it was never a goal to be like, oh, be a recognizable person, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to do what I love, right? And so, yeah. you know, if people that follow my stuff, they can tell I'm kind of more just like having fun, being in the moment of it. But I'm not like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, right? There's a difference. And yeah. you can tell. So, you know, I've always kind of wanted to stay grounded and true to who I am and you know, the ride has been great and who knows where it'll take me, but it's just always been about for me being passionate about what you do, loving it, having fun doing it and doing it as long as you can. And when that's over, it's time to do something else. And yeah, so yeah. that, that will define me. Not the fact that I'm on CNET will define me, but it's the fact that I'm just going to do what I love and enjoy and have fun doing it. I, I thought about, I thought about after all this is over and said and done, that maybe I could do like movies because I could put like machine guns and stuff on my chair and heck yeah. Have you seen some of those amazing? Have you seen some of those amazing cosplays or like kind of costumes or setups people you know people have done with like in their wheelchair that like you know whether it's like spacious or like you said like getting rigged up. I mean, I could yeah. totally see like a Mad Max setup with yeah. you know what I'm saying like just blows your mind like you know that there is that's what it is, right? Just being able to be creative um, in that space is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, I may be disabled, but I don't let it stop me, Brian. Trust me. I, no. You know, I've, I've done it all. I mean, in two martial arts hall things, I talk to celebrities on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So, and branching out into the uh, technology world, don't worry. I'm not competing with you. I can <laughs> I'm not even worried. I'm not even worried because you and I are each our own. You know, that's I yeah. think people get too worried about that. People get worried about like what's the other guy doing. Don't even worry about that. Like yeah. everyone has the right to do what they want. Just do your yours the way that you want to do it, and let let other people decide. Like so, what you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm more about lifting everyone up than worrying about. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not gonna help person X out. Now, if they're a bad person and they're a jerk, yeah, I'm not gonna help nobody out. But you know, the good people is is an important thing. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. And there's there's some celebrities that are good people, and then there's some that are like really really jerks. I mean, yep, bad. You jerks. know it. Yeah, so. you know it. You've seen it. You've seen it. It comes with the territory. So, but uh, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> So, but at this time, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, is there anything that you want to openly discuss on my show? I mean, I'm giving you the floor. 
No, you know, I mean, I've had a, I've just had a good time talking to you and just hanging out and, uh, you know, I appreciate you just reaching out to me and being a part of your show, man. Like, you know, I'm, I, I, I guess the, the biggest thing that I would say is, a uh, go Warriors. <laughs> I'm a big basketball fan and people be like, oh no, but because I'm from the Bay Area and I grew up watching them when they were just horrible when he like 24, 24, 25 games a season. So I have yeah, the right to yeah. be happy for my team before all these other front runners came on board. So, yeah. Oh, and I, w- I wanted to mention to you, because I'm a WWE fan. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. SummerSlam, baby. SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. I wish Siri could do, like, WWE results. That would be so cool. You know, that's a, that's just up to, uh, I guess, Apple and WWE to really plug in their data, to plug in, you know, uh, content or just whether it's a Wikia or mm-hmm. getting, being able to just be deadline. That's I think that's a deal that they need to cut with WWE. I, I, look, WWE becomes, and it always has, more and more popular Like every year. I think it's they've, they've done an amazing job with growing that audience. And, yeah, it's a little more sanitized and not as crazy as it was in the Attitude Era. But it's still fun. And, uh, man, I love it. I love it. Well, one thing that really gets on my nerves about the network is um, they don't do... SmackDown and Raw Live, and I think I think if they're going to do it like pre-recorded on the network, yeah, they should at yeah. least have it up the very next day and still wait in thirty days. Yeah, no, I, but I, I think that you know also it's kind of one of their ways to kind of control it, which we've seen we've seen the WWE like edit out moments from Raw and post the clip up online completely edited differently than what the live the actual at least the TV version was that happened at that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they're very conscious about that, and that's fine. I mean, that you, as a fan of those properties, you either choose to accept it or not, and it's just like, oh, that's just how it is, I guess, you know? Yeah, and and believe, believe it or not, I wish the network would have been out when me and you were kids, because that would have been a, a deal right there. I would have saved a bunch of money on pay-per-views and stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, I have I have a WWE account. Um, I can't wait to see... SummerSlam, wherever I am, through my device. So um, technology makes stuff like that amazing. That You know, there's... Look, I think that to circle it, to, like, loop back, it's... I think people take for granted how amazing the toys and gadgets that we have and how fortunate we're able... We're, we are for most of us, not everyone, but for most of us to even be able to have something like a smartphone. Like, I can do it eBay and banking and watch, w, watch WWE WrestleMania on my phone anywhere I yeah. want. That's crazy. That's and people need to remember that's just crazy. So it's always it's always just such a treat to be able to have those things. It's it's really cool to me. Well, and uh, one thing that I would love to see for Apple too. I don't know if you ever thought about this. Like, you know how you got the Apple TV box? It would be nice to have like a way that you could actually watch your Apple TV stuff without having to travel with your box. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I mean, they yeah. they need to do that. Yeah, so, but but our life, they charge some kind of fee for that, but, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. You know how it is, so. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. that that's all. That's all, I mean, honestly, I don't really have much other than, you know, what we talked about. I think that, uh, you know, we're just all lucky. It's, oh, as as the great Drake says, what a time to be alive. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm looking forward to your next episode. Of Thanks, man. That's gonna be awesome. So. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, um, when do you think wireless charging will be uh, a thing with Apple? Because sometimes I get tired of plugging up my phone and then plugging up my iPad and then plugging my Apple remote in. It's just when are we gonna get rid of the cords? Well, it's it's getting there. I mean, there's technology that's starting to uh, kind of called like near field charging, mm-hmm. where you know we'll we'll eventually start having like these kind of like charging stations, and then devices can charge wirelessly from you know a few meters away. And so mm-hmm. as time goes on, it, we will be. I, who knows what negative effects we have? Radio waves flying all over the place through our bodies and everywhere. So who knows what if that really has any other additional effects or not? I mean, I'll leave that up to the experts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, but it's going, to, it's going to get there. It's going to happen. So it's not going to happen in a year or two, but it might happen in like five years or six years. So we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, Apple doesn't even have wireless charging on their phone yet. And it's expected that that comes in 2017 if it does at all. So um, we know plenty of other phones, Samsung, uh, mm-hmm. plenty of other phones have wireless charging. And how cool would it be if you could go underwater and take photos instead of having to worry about getting your phone wet, you know? Well, it sounds like you want to get a Note 7 because that's what it can do. <laughs> um, some of the Samsung phones can already do that, but uh, we'll yeah. see We'll see if Apple brings that. They're, you know, Apple likes to, quote, unquote, bring things to market at the right time when it's right for them. But, uh, you know, if they don't do something really special in 2017, I think you're going to see a lot of... Uh, a lot of backlash on them because they're already kind of behind right now. Yeah, because honestly, <clears throat> between me and you, I think they should have had Siri release on the desktop way before when, they, when they've when they had a release, to be honest. They should have had yep. that done a long time ago. True. A long totally time true. ago. Totally true. But, and, and, and one negative thing I will say about Tim Cook is He's not as energetic as Steve was because Steve was so entertaining when he'd get up on the stage. So, yeah. Yeah. So you just, you don't get that with Tim. You just get kind of cut and dry. But, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, you know, they need, they definitely need to make some changes, but not too much to the point to where, you know, they abandon their following or their products. Yep, uh, I agree. I agree. Just too much of a good thing is bad. So. That is true too. So, and uh, I do hope that you will come back on the show. I've had a, I've had a blast today with you. And if we've not covered anything that you want to cover, I do apologize for that. But I don't want to take up too much of your time. No, I appreciate you having me on the show, Justin. I totally do. So we'll do it again down the road. All right. Uh, sounds good, Brian. Take care. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.